0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, tonight is the 5th of August in the year 2023. And Alhamdulillah, we're beginning the fourth and final month. We've completed the 13th week i.e. the 91st night that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the illustrious companion, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud And I reached the point where I mentioned that there was an altercation between Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud anh, and Sayyidina sa ibn Abi Waqas. And sa ibn Abi Waqas raised his hands upon which Abdullah Ibn Mas'ud said, please do not curse or Sa'ad, upon which Sa'ad did not proceed any further. And then I mentioned a few examples of the immense nature of the du'as of Sa'ad, in which du'as were answered very quickly. So in a similar report, recorded by Hafiz Zahabi in his seer, a slave girl of Sayyidina Sa'ad Ibn Abi Waqas once came out and she was wearing a new dress. The wind suddenly blew and it uncovered her. Sayyidina Umar saw this and immediately went to Lashma. Sayyidina Sa'ad thereupon stood in front of her to prevent him from striking her. Sayyidina Umar however was undeterred and he struck her. Sayyidina Saad, would thereupon started to make a du'a against Sayyidina Umar mm. radiallahu. Mm. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu, I realize in the danger, he thereupon quickly gave him the lash and said, take your revenge, O oh Saad, would mm. mm. Sayyidina Saad, would thereupon lowered his hands and forgave him. Subhanallah. Mm. <laughs> So now, just like with Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, this time it's Sayyidina Umar And Sayyidina Umar was superior in status to Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas. So why was Umar angry with the female slave? And the response was that she was flippant with regards to covering her odor. So when the wind blew, her odor wasn't covered. So obviously he got angry for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sa'ad he tried to prevent Umar from striking his maidservant. But the report says he still struck her. Sa'ad then started making a dua. And just like Ibn Mas'ud, what did Umar Anhu say? He goes, take the lash, take your revenge. There's no need for a dua. And Sa'ad forgave him. Those we learn, the companions radiallahu ta'ala anhum, were fully aware to what a supplication from Sayyidina Saad ibn Abi Waqas would mean, Unfortunately, some of the ignorant masses were not, i.e., which they then had to find out to their cost. Hmm. To give an example, in Hakim in his Mustadrak, Volume Three, Page Five Hundred, Sahih Zahabi, Sahih Hayat al sahaba Volume Three, Page Six Hundred, of the New English Translation. Sayyidina Case Ibn Abu Hazim He said I was once walking in the marketplace of Al-Madinah when I reached a place called Ah ahjar Al-Zayt So So, this person, he's a companion of the Prophet He's in the area of the market where people dealt with oil Ah, Zaytun he then said, I thereupon saw some people gathered around a single horseman who was mounted, and subhanallah, he was reviling Ali ibn Abu Talib. So imagine you've got the city of the Prophet, you're in the marketplace, people are doing business transactions, and a man's on a horse, so obviously a crowd's gathered. So, what's he talking about? He's basically speaking ill of Ali. Mm-hmm unbelievably the people were just standing there i without saying or doing anything hmm. sa'ad ibn abi waqas there upon arrived hmm. radiyallahu and he ha- halted at the spot hmm. he then asked what is happening here hmm. when the people informed him that the man was busy reviling ali radiyallahu Sa'ad thereupon approached him with anger and the people made way until he reached the mountain man. He thereupon said, What is this foolishness I am witnessing? For what reason are you reviling Ali ibn Abu Talib? O ignorant one, was he not the first to embrace Islam? Was he not the first to perform salat with Rasulullah. Was he not the most abstinent of people? Was he not the most knowledgeable of people? He then continued to enumerate the endless virtues of Ali until he finally said, Was he not the son in law of Rasulullah? Was he not Rasulullah's flag bearer during battles? Sayyidina Sa'ad then faced the Kibna. He raised his hands and he made the following dua. Mm. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this man is reviling one of your friends. Those let this gathering not leave without showing them your power. Mm. Sayyidina Qais added, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we had not yet moved when the animal upon which the man was seated started sinking into the ground mm-hmm. and he threw it threw him off upon his fall his head landed on a rock which as a result split open causing him to die instantly mm-hmm. astaghfirullah mm-hmm. so let's look at it so this is a sahih hadith imam hakim stated sahih. Hafiz Zahbi, uh, agreed so now what's interesting What do we learn from this? We learned that ignorance was now spreading. (laughs) Even in the city of the Prophet, people were speaking ill of Ali. Think about that. So, what did Sa'ad say? (laughs) Now, what's interesting about the report? Case the narrator, he didn't mention everything. (laughs) He mentioned a bit what Sa'ad said. Was he not the first to embrace Islam? Was he not the first to pray behind Rasulullah? And then look what Case said he continued to enumerate the endless virtues. meaning I'm not going to go through all of it. So imagine what he did say about Ali. But then he goes, but at the end, he mentioned he was the son in law and the flag-bearer of Rasulullah. Then look how interesting. Sa'ad didn't just make a dua. The report says, he faced the Qibla. So this is sunnah. When you make dua, so if you find that strange, you're not sinful if you don't face the Qibla. You can make dua, as long as the etiquettes are in place, well, one of the sunnahs which people neglect is to face the Qibla. Mm-hmm. So you face the Qibla, which Sa'ad did. He raised his hands and what did he say? Just one thing. Mm-hmm. If this man is reviling one of your intimates, don't let this gathering leave without showing them your power. So how did Allah show his power? A couple of words. First, the beast of burden the man was sitting on, it sank. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it threw him. Thirdly, His head landed on a rock, instant death. (laughs) So, this is the first report. Another, his noble son, Amr ibn Sa'd, relates another incident about his father. My father, Sa'd ibn Abi Waqas, was once walking somewhere when he overheard a person speaking ill of Ali, Talha, and Zubair. So stop in the report. So now what's happening? Three of the ten promised paradise have been spoken ill about. So why these three in particular? So you can educate, you know, you know educate a guess as they say. Ali, Talha and Zubair. So this must have been a person who was against them. So who was against Ali, Talha and Zubair? So this must be the Khwarij. That we don't know. <coughs> but they were speaking ill about these three men. Sa'ad angrily said, Oh ignorant one, hmm. you are reviling such venerable people who have received tremendous accolades from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm. By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you do not desist from reviling them, I will curse you. Hmm. The man scoffed. He threatens me as if he was a prophet. Hmm. So what happened? Sa'ad warned him. Give him a yellow card. He said, if you don't stop, I'm going to curse you. The man didn't know who Sa'ad was. And he mocked him. He goes, the way you're talking to me is as if you're threatening me like a prophet. So Sa'ad immediately supplicated, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if this man is reviling people who have received accolades from you, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then teach him His lesson this very day. Subhanallah. A Bactrian camel then emerged, came running, and the people dived out of the way until she trampled the man mercilessly and killed him. (laughs) Amr the Sun added, I then saw people walking behind my father saying, O Abu Ishaq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has certainly accepted your dua. So, this is recorded in Tabarani 1 140 Ibn Asakir in Istariq Dimishq 20 347. Al Haythami in Majma al Zawaid volume 9, page 154, stated Sahih. Ayad al the volume 3, page 600 to 1 of the New English translation. So, now this is another incident. Saad makes a dua and Allah dealt with this person with a bag tree in camp, and the people were congratulating adding details. Saeed ibn al-Musayyid He said An infuriated camel Thereupon ran through the people And when it reached the man Who was speaking ill of the three companions It struck him down Sat upon him And mercilessly Continued crushing him Between his chest and the ground Until it literally Crushed his body to bits Said added, I thereupon saw the people running up to Sayyidina Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqa saying, congratulations on the acceptance of your dua. <laughs> this is in Abu Naim and his Delay in nubuah page 206. Hayat al sahaba volume 5, page 61 of the New English Translation. So he adds details. Same incident. How was he killed? It was crushing him. So a camel just crushed him and he kept getting up and down crushing him until you could hear the bones crack of the man. <laughs> And the people then said, Congratulations, your dua has been answered. But now was interesting. Was he happy? His dua was answered. His son Mus'ab ibn Sa'ad added, My father Sa'ad then set a slave free and he swore never to curse anyone again. He wasn't happy. My father Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas then set a slave free and he swore never to curse anyone again. This is in Hakim and his Mustadrak, Volume 3, page 499. Hayat al Volume 3, page 601 of the New English Translation. Why? Is it good for you to curse? No, the Prophet said, the Siddiqs do not curse. Mm-hmm. But this was a good thing. Why? Because these people, you know, they had to be taught a lesson. Mm-hmm. Now think about this. What do we learn from this? What we learn from this is, why do people speak ill of the senior sahab? Sa'ad taught us because they don't know who they are. <laughs> that's why he gave the CV. <laughs> Wasn't he not this? Wasn't he not that? They've received tremendous. Don't you know this? <laughs> and that's what he's teaching us. What he's saying is, you will also be susceptible to misguidance if you are not aware of the status of the Sahab. <laughs> Half his Zahabi, he said something very interesting here in his Seer 1 217. I say this is a shared karamat. The first is with regard to Sa'ad's dua. Radiallar. Secondly, for the denigrated companions, Talha, Zubair, and Ali. So this, he said there's two miracles here. Obvious miracle it was Sa'ad's status. He made a dua, people saw his status. But it also is a karamat for the three who were defended. Who were the three? Ali. Zuber. Mm. So half Zahab, he said, don't forget that. This is a shared miracle. Allah was showing. And who all the four? Four of the Ten Promised Paradise. Mm. With regards to Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, so just to add this, which is important. People were literally scared to death of Sa'ad. Why? Because if you upset him, does he need to make a, you know, do? So there was a man, and he's the narrator I just mentioned, Said ibn al musayyib So what do we know about Saeed ibn al musayyib He was very strong and harsh. He actually threw stones at Hajaj bin Yusuf for not praying properly. <laughs> so he wasn't a soft person, you know, he was a harsh person. And he was the most learned of the tabi'in, meaning he was the most knowledgeable. He married Abu Hurairah's daughter, so he was very, you know, very pious, very noble man. He, in one report in Abu Na'im al-Hilya, he was shaking in Sa'ad's presence. Now think about that. You know, such a hard month. But because he was conversing with Sa'ad, so Sa'ad turned to him, why are you shaking? So Sa'id didn't say anything. So Sa'ad said, is it because of me? So Sa'id goes, yes. He goes, why? Why are you so fearful? He goes, you haven't upset me. And then Saeed asked him a few questions after that. So, what's fascinating about the report? Look how they feared him. Because they knew his status, the great Saad. Another thing about Saad ibn Abi Wakas, he was the last of the ten to pass away. So, that's also very significant. Why? Because he defended the ten. If he had passed away earlier, we haven't got him. So, notice that when these great, his nine great brothers who passed away before him were passing away, and people were speaking ignorantly about them. He was defending them. Mm-hmm. And Allah Ta'ala not only showed the people how much he loved them, he showed the status of all the nine that he was defending. Mm-hmm. With regards to sa ibn Abi Waqas, Hafiz ibn Jaleed, he said, Sayyidina sa ibn Abi Waqas was Kufa's governor for both Umar ibn al-Khattab, ay, when he was 47 years of age, and Uthman ibn Affan, when he was 54 years of age. He was thereupon dismissed. And Sayyidina Saad thereupon returned to Al-Madina where he ultimately moved to his fortress at Al-Aqiq which is about 10 miles from Al-Madina. This is in Ibn sa in Istabaqat, volume 6, page 99 of the English translation in the chapter on the names of the companions of Rasulullah who lived in Kufa. So these are important details. So, so first he was made governor of Kufa. He built the city, he was made governor. Then, seven years later, he was made governor again by Uthman ibn Affan of Uf. Then, like I mentioned, he was dismissed. What did he do after that? He basically retired. He came back to Al Madina, but eventually he moved to the outskirts of Madina called Aqiq. Aqiq is the place where you now famously buy the dates. Dat is <laughs> Zul for that area. So he moved there. Uh, why did he move there? Because the, the haram, he didn't want to show any disrespect to the haram of Al Madina. For well, he was regular, obviously, in Masjid al-Nabi sallallahu And at, at the age of around 55 years, Sa'd ibn Abi Waqas anhu retired from public life. He constructed for himself a dwelling in the blessed valley of Aqiq, where he ultimately left the troubles of this mortal world to eternal glory. He passed away, I believe, in the Khalifat of Muawiyah. Ibn Abu Sufyan anhu. So this was the great Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas. The reason I mentioned him here is because Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was fully conversant with him. He goes, please don't curse for Sa'ad. And Sa'ad goes, I would have done it if I didn't fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So note again. And also, of course, Sa'ad saw many of his brothers pass away before him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be well pleased with all of the illustrious companions. So all I mentioned today was basically a few other reports with regards to the great Sayyidina Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas. And note again, many lessons we can learn when going through the lives of the illustrious companions. ta'ala. Are there any questions you like to ask? سبحان بيهم لكسبناك اللهم وبهم لا أشر ولا إلخ إلا أن تستغفرك تقول إيه قديم الله من شتام جم سبحان ربك لا بل إزلي ما يسيطس العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنسان لا في خصر الذي لا عمل الحق واسبي الصبر